I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? It's a lifestyle, the lifestyle, our, our lifestyle. lifestyle. So how that lifestyle been treating you? Man, it's been treating me all right, man. Been, uh, if you're listening to this before uh, March 3rd, 2020. Which you are. Which you are. You could pre-order the book, uh, yeah. Animal Instinct, The Urban Jungle by me. It's an urban fantasy uh, novel, man. I wrote a novel, bro. Urban fantasy novel. Dog. I'm proud so, of you, dog. Thanks. So it's going to be, it's, it's available wherever you get your book set. It's just the e-book it's right just the now. E-book, yeah, so make sure you say Amazon, that. iBooks, uh, Barnes and Noble, wherever you get your books from, just type in Animal Instinct, The Urban Jungle by author S.L. Jackson. So that's what I've been working on, man. Been kicking it with the publicist, been getting ready to roll everything. God, what you been up to? Man, I've been helping you with that. And it's been like, it's been really cool to see like this come together like what people need to understand is this is all come from a story that you wrote in the fourth grade fourth grade we yeah. way past fourth grade so it's just to even see how the story uh took place and you continue to yeah, expand yeah, in the story yeah. i'm coming the only thing i didn't like and i told my wife is like why didn't he put nothing in there for the second book to get people wondering i did, I did. you mean like something from the second book, I about about the like, second book yet. yeah but like yeah. you know i put a chapter on yeah. in the ebook yeah, yeah. yeah. But i, 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 <laughs> I haven't wrote it so yeah uh I didn't even have an idea for the second book yet, but I've been I started writing it, but yeah. I got an idea now. But yeah. when I finished the first one, I ain't just um had no idea. I, it might not even be no second book, bro. I might be one and done, legendary. Cause we was just looking at all the books that people write today, man. People got like a thousand books, man. I I ain't got a thousand books to write, bro. Yeah, that's but that one story can last. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do yeah. so much with that one story. So anyway, bro, you got a word? I do got a word, man. Well, before we even get to the words, man, what we doing, man? We on the West Coast with it. We on the West Coast with it, man. Y'all know we do this. Once a year, we go do it more frequently, but we out here on the West Coast. Now, last time we came to the West Coast, Digital Soapbox Network was a lot different. Yeah, I don't even think it was no West Coast shows. It wasn't. We actually uh, had a hand in the first West Coast show coming, but they not on a network no more. So everybody we... uh, that we set with nobody was on the actual network and uh this time we said the west coast is very instrumental with the podcast and we was like yo we got to get out there and we got to talk to some of the people that we listen to who on a regular basis yeah yeah, yeah, who, yeah who like we uh that we like they shows who on the network so before you introduce our guest you you say what words you got the word i got is a survivor a survivor is a person who survives especially a person remaining alive after an event in which one should have died and what your word uh necessary and necessary is acting or proceeding from compulsion or necessity not free and voluntary now why is that your word survivor and all of that that's my word well, that's crazy because that was my the, word yeah, yeah, yeah we're gonna yeah, pick yeah, the same yeah. word but that's my word man because we got a survivor on the show and we've been listening to the show that he's a part of but then right. we just start getting more into him and we like yo we fuck with him a lot so we told still like yo when we come out west we want to get Kato bro we yeah. got to make sure Kato get on the show so still made that happen so our guest today is Kato he from smoke a lot radio he also got his own podcast tapping, tapping in, in with Kato but our audience we about to introduce y'all to him just in case y'all don't know so we go get into it what's up Kato how you doing what's bro? up what's up man the connected experience we in the building for sure thanks appreciate it <laughs> 
we appreciate mama. having you. You know what I'm saying? Man, I appreciate y'all having me, man. I'm, I, that intro was beasting. I'm yeah. like, shit. Yeah, that was one for the book. <laughs> so, uh, like, let's let's uh, like get to your story, man, because yeah. uh, our audience might not be familiar with you, and then even if they are, what we always say about shows with like uh, a lot of uh, hosts, because there's three hosts on y'all show, Smoke mm-hmm. a Lot Radio. You only get to know them for that period of time, and everybody has a backstory. So, yeah. like when we spoke on the phone the first time, like you was like, y'all won't smoke a lot. We was like, no, we want Kato because we want to introduce our audience to Kato. And we like when it's like more than one get, I mean, more than one uh, person. We like to break it up. We could have had smoke okay. a lot, but then yeah, they would have just got as having the, smoke a lot. Smoke a lot. Yeah. Right. So, so we said, let's break it up. So instead of going with Yuck first, we said, let's let's get to Kato because we want our people to hear his story and who he is and how he became. So kind of get into that story. Where you from out here in LA? I'm South Central LA. You know what I'm saying? King and Western, Crenshaw District. You know, I'm a Crenshaw High student. You know, that's just my side of town. Went to King Elementary back when King Boulevard was Santa Barbara, you know, like K through seven. So where I'm from, I've been from it my whole life. That's why I had to get that quick storyline because a lot of people be from the city, but they probably moved around in a lot of neighborhoods. Right, so you're saying you're from the same neighborhood. In the same neighborhood for 16 years of my life before I moved out of it. Yeah. And then, you know, so... Yeah, that's, you know, that's me, Cato Fornia. Well, it's Cato, but I went Cato Fornia for the media part. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so let's talk about growing up in South Central L.A. Now, us, we being, we from Inkster, Michigan, which is 20 minutes outside of Detroit. So okay. Detroit is a big city, but it's a small big city. If you ever been to Detroit, like, you'll go, you a, when you fly in, you're not in Detroit. You're in Romulus. Romulus is uh, where the airport at, you know what I'm saying? Inkster, just to give you a little quick history on Inkster, Inkster is the home of the Marvelettes. The Marvelettes had the record, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Wait which was Motown's yeah. that was Motown first gold, gold record. Gold, gold record. Yeah. So no no Angster, no Marvelettes, no Motown, you no know what Motown, I'm saying? Yeah. But in the L.A. sense, L.A. is so big. Break down what South Central L.A. actually is because people hear these terms, but they don't yeah. know. They yeah, get that, to L.A. and that, they be in Beverly Hills thinking South Central L.A. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. South Central was like from, let's say, like about uh, Venice, Jefferson area, Venice, like up to all the way, stops about El Segundo. Okay, okay. So, because Gardena got their own identity. Compton, of course, has their identity. Inglewood has their identity. South Central is the the the, the base of the Crenshaw District all the yeah. way down to La Brea, up to, you know what I'm saying, you get to about damn near the, uh, the east side, Alvarado, you know what I'm saying, streets right. like that, because it's the, south, it's the south part of Los Angeles on the central side, but it's like... Every part of Los, Los, everybody's L.A., right? Yeah. But we we chopped up in little in little sections because every part of L.A. wants their identity. Right. Compton brothers want to be Compton. Right. Inglewood brothers, they want you to know they from Inglewood. Right. But we all from L.A. Watts, same thing, Long Beach. Yeah. It's all Los Angeles. So South Central is the Crenshaw District. You know what I'm saying? The the uh, Athens area, you know what I'm saying, from back there. But it stops like by, probably by the Athens Parks. And then, you know, like say the... The twenties, you know okay. what I'm saying, and, and and up in there like Venice, but Venice is West LA. Okay. okay. So South Central is little like once you get past La Brea, and you start entering, you know what I'm saying, the Jays and the certain little areas. That's when you enter in South Central. Okay. okay. So, but Inglewood has their own identity. So my thing would always represent South Central when I do interviews and and songs and stuff because. We are our own thing from like right. we our rappers is Ice Cube, right. Dub C, right. Right. you know right. what I'm saying? Compton got quick, right? You know, we inherited a lot of the dope niggas, but our South Central rappers is 
Nipsey Hustle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because LA is actually a city and a county. It's a city and a county. And a lot of people don't know that. You yeah, know it's saying? a city. It's a big. Yeah, because see, San Bernardino has their own county jail. Right. So they have their own business to attend to. Right. So all the way from Pomona to they got to come to Los Angeles County Jail. So those are interactive sections of the cities and intricate tribes within the whole essence of the gang bang in the city and the city chunk thing. Yeah. Those county jails is very eminent in the whole uh, how you separate things. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. It's so the same thing. Now you said up until 16 you stayed in the one section and then you moved. Now when you moved how did that go with uh, like your friends and like because at this time I would assume it was yeah. It, it, it was kind of like gang related. It, was, it right? was different because I moved my mom. You know I was raised by my grandparents so I moved my mom. Okay. And then my mom, you know what I'm saying, she had me over there like in, uh, what's that, Crenshaw Mafia hood for about a year. Then yeah. I moved to Athens Park hood for a couple of years. Then I moved to A. Trey hood for a few years. Okay. But all through those years and everything of the movement, on my Saturdays and my Mondays, I went back to the to to my community, right? You know now why saying? Mondays? That was you said. Saturdays <laughs> you know, you, know, you got certain days you can be out of school because you know your attendance got to be a certain way. Cause, <laughs> yeah. You know, you got you know I was I was still a, I was still a, a student, but right. it was like I all and then I was a tagger and a house dancer also, so I ran around all kind of different cultures of brothers. Yeah, because right. see, people don't know it's a lost L.A. South Central history, and that's called tag banging. Yeah, and people, there's no movie on it. There's no movie on it. There's no documentary on it. There's no statement on it. But it's a part of Los Angeles history that people don't address. And that's the tag banger era. And that's what created a lot of the riders and big homies that these brothers got now. But a lot of these youngsters don't know. They big homies used to spin on their head and their elbows right. and ride yeah. on buses and, yeah. you know, rack and, you know, mail checks for clothes. We turned racking <laughs> into a, yeah. a hustle. Like, it was a, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lost part of history. That people don't know that's my generation because I'm third generation. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? So we don't want, we the reason gangbangers got to put clothes on. You know, we made it fresh. We start putting on Timberlands because, you know, it got to a point where the Tigers was beating up the gangbangers. Yeah. They was yeah. deeper. Yeah. We outside 12 o'clock at night on the bus. Yeah. You walking up talking about such and such, and then most of the Tigers was from somewhere when they went home. Right. 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 Still, so it was allies. Yeah. But your friendship with your tag bang partners. Was deep because y'all probably got into more stuff than you did when you went home with your Gang community homes. Yeah, yeah. So, what was your tagging name? I was Orco One. I was from KWS. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was from ATC, LA Max. Is, yeah. it, is it still Fuck anything society. that you did that's still standing today? Like you Every now and then, like, I probably oh, see some paper and scribble on it. You uh, know what I'm saying? What was <laughs> it? Get the doodling, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? But it only lasted out here a few years. Okay. Because as you know, gang banging is a culture out here. It's not a, it's a lifestyle and a culture. It's not a, it's not a game. Yeah. Even if you're not from no gang in Los Angeles, you still better know how to bang. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because you got to know where you're going. You yeah. have to know the dynamics in these hats and these shirts yeah. and these certain stances. That certain might mean dances. something else this, somewhere else, but you in L.A. Exactly. And this is the era before the camera and all the technology. So right. it wasn't no gray area on these streets. It right. was... Yes, I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, you, um, you mentioned King Elementary. So, could you yeah. talk about Dr. Calhoun? Because she had a big effect on your life. Yes, now that you did. sit back and look at it, yeah. everything in yeah. hindsight. Could you talk about her a little bit? Because she played a major role in your adulthood, it seems. Hey, hey you know how much role she played in my adulthood? One of my best friends is her nephew, which I met when I got put on Young Assassin's Entourage Corrupts Group. Yeah. And that's her nephew. 
Yeah. So one day we just talking. His name Calhoun. I didn't even connect the dots like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I say that because at that time it wasn't people that was telling you you could be fresh. You could be your own thoughts. You can. She made me learn Spanish. She made me, you know what I'm saying, do certain stuff when it was all about just kind of like getting through your grades, whatever they telling us in the history books, because she hung out with Coretta Scott King and yeah, right. was Disney Teacher of the Year nominee yeah. multiple times and was a real pillar and pillar in the whole essence of my mindset. That's why I mentioned her, because... If I never was exposed to how important history was and how important certain strong black men that did certain stuff, I wouldn't know about Benjamin Banneker and Daniel Hale Williams and right. Ralph right. Bunch and certain type of stuff. I'd have kept knowing about, you know, the basic stuff. George Washington Carver, Abraham Lincoln. What they try to what they, what they want so you to learn. So, she yeah. opened my mind to start getting different books when the book fair came in elementary. I'm getting Alfred Hitchcock novels now. I'm not getting... Garfield books no more. You know right, what I'm saying? I'm right. not, you know what I'm saying? She Worried about the OJ know. book with the sports characters and now all those people that in the books that they showed us, look at their history from Bill Cosby to the OJ. You know, he was really? in all your stuff. We want to be a football. 32 was the number. <laughs> right, it wasn't yeah, a, a yeah, team. Yeah. It just said 32. Right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, so they, they it was implanting. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just always mention her and say something about her because, you know, she the first person that really like took me home one day, found out my nickname, then came back to school calling me by my nickname. Yeah, yeah. I, used, I was like a person that used to insult people a lot, called bagging back then. <laughs> she said, why you can't say positive bags? I'm like, what the fuck? What's a positive, what's a positive yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, well, what's say your shoes so clean you look fresh? You know what I'm yeah, saying? So yeah. I learned how to weigh the word stuff a different way where I wasn't hurting people. They call it bullying now. Back then it was just yeah. having fun, but yeah. I'm going to leave that alone. So... You know, it might sound a certain way to some people, but when you got transparency within yourself, you know what created your mindset. Right. And that was a big pillar in my mindset to want to seek more knowledge, to want to know more stuff. So I could, she had me in every speech contest, every spelling bee. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, when you go to school, Larry's going to do yeah. it. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to do it. I wanted to be the monkey in the whiz. No, you're going to be the whiz. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So right. it was like some of that. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. So, all right, so you got into uh, Englewood, Watts, and all that. Could you break that down, how that actually worked when you when when? because we're not from L.A. So, yeah, 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 yeah. But you hear about, okay, like Banging on Wax put us up on all the sets, right? Yeah. So Every single set. Every single set that we that, know that about. That was represented yeah. on Banging Shots out to Red Rum and yeah, the Big homies, Y and all them. Yeah, so Big Y. We know a little bit more about Sin. Banging than other people. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. then other people. Sin Loke is the reason we got Sin. breaks, bro. Sinlok is my boy. You know, me me and my yeah. sis Brandy Kane was the first people to bring Sinlok at Rare Rum on the couch together. If you ever go to some old Kato footage of Kadia Radio, yeah. you'll find an old from 2010. Remember, Banging on Wax came out in the 90s. But yeah. in 2010 was the first time them two brothers ever, ever sat on the couch together and did an interview. And that was for when I had Kadia Radio with my sis Brandy Kane. Yeah. And she connected the dots. But they even say it on the show like they never had actually sat down with each and other because yeah. at that time, come on, man. Yeah, it yeah. was just a project. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so when we did Rep Your Set, it was like a everybody wasn't in the room with each other, but yeah. it was like, you can't diss. Right. Banging on Wax was the, the end of the, you could you you know, say what you need. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Banging on Wax was actually like Go gang full bang, gang bang. Go. You feel what I'm saying? And Let's that's, hear it. Yeah, they, like right, like everything. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of what happened, right? <laughs> so from being from the Midwest, it's like 
damn, like it's, it's, it's first of all, the show does one, it's really like that, yeah, right. And two, it just talked about every single set that you might have heard of on a movie or mm-hmm. something like that. So you're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is real, like these guys are really this in this gang because you got to yeah. think, even with colors, they was, I don't know if they said no sets, but it was real gangbangers in there, yeah, because yeah. at that time with colors, you only seen like certain stuff on the wall and yeah. everybody was just like from the crypts, yeah. from the blood, yeah, like, it was. Like, yeah, it wasn't no they didn't make defined sense like yeah, unless you know. read the walls in the back of the scenes yeah you'd be like you know where that scene was filmed but nobody gave you no particular thing you yeah. know what I'm saying not and so that's very different out here because Crips don't get along with Crips Bloods don't get along with Blood like right. it's not like red it's not it's colors just, no more yeah yeah right now like just from the outside looking in it's like it look like it's Whoever we don't like, it don't matter what color you wear. And it's new beefs because the youngsters has changed, they changed the rules. Yeah. So it's new beefs. It's new. new. Some of them don't want to hear what happened in 67 and 40 and, and, and 85 no more because they creating their own thing with this stuff. That's what you know. It's not the same essence anyway. You know what I'm saying? Not trying to. It's just a different time in gang, but yeah, it's just well, and, and like everything. they can pick their own legends. They picking their own OGs. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just a different time because now the internet is so open. So where we said, yo, we had to learn about gang banging from banging on wax. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Now it's like you don't need that no more. All you got to do is follow six niggas who got on red, and look, that's how I it go. Upload me a fight in the backyard. I send it to a few hoods. Whoever hoods like it, they send me a hood name back. I send them a reply, you know, I put in my password, that's the new gang banging. Right, right, right. right. So they banging on the net now. Yeah, you know yeah, they got an app for it. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> what was your introduction to gang banging? Because uh, you said you lived in the same section until you were yeah. 16. Because what it was was it wasn't gang banging to me. It was like I'm from my set, my community, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's what it was. It wasn't like the dramatic dramatic part about it. it was like it was in my heart period you know yeah. what I'm i always been out out of the 30s I always been out of the harlems in my heart you know what i'm saying even though i got allies and friends from other sets because i'm i still treat motherfuckers like a human being a real nigga is a real nigga regardless at the end yeah. of the day wherever right. they from so right. i'm good i'm on the i'm on the favorable side of most of the real niggas out here from every hood in los angeles and certain cities that do know me right you know what i'm saying ones that don't know me probably don't like me because they don't know me not because mm-hmm. something really for real rubbed the wrong way so my thing was this like i already was doing things in my life and running around with the homies i never like left that alone but i had different because i was doing music i you'd be smart yeah ain't banging don't have nothing to do with you not being a person that got other things going on in In your life life, right you know what i'm saying because your community and your and 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 what goes on it is important to you. Right. Your homies and your friends. These are my friends. Right. These Actually, some your niggas family. I want to hang around. These are yeah. my friends. I always was around my niggas, so it wasn't like turning into a gangbanger. It was okay. Now you it said never something. Wasn't the hood. You said something. Okay. So you said you're from Harlem, yeah. the 30s and the 40s. Like, explain what that means. Because, like, okay, so I break it down where people don't understand. So you hear somebody say they rolling 60 or they rolling this or they yeah. this. are those are those numbers street numbers? Like, is that the, the yeah yeah the 40s is the 40 the 40s from Western uh, to to Vermont because my hood is Jefferson King Vermont. Okay. So about damn near Crenshaw. Okay. But that when you get called across Vernon, you in the forties. Okay. A little before Vernon, you in the forties. It's the numbers 
going down. Yeah, okay. Sixties on the crank, you know what I'm saying? But this is all every everybody was West Side Crips at one time, and every, everything split up into sections. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the the Crip cars split up in different sections, from the H car, the G car. You got the rolling car. Okay, okay. Then okay. you got East Side Cripping, which has, you know what I'm saying? So Damn. it's like, it's it, you know, it's just a chopped up thing. So when rolling cars is from 30s to the 100s. Okay. So mm-hmm. any of that can be under any rolling. Any of that is th- 30s to the 100s is all the rolling car. Right. But then you, Hoover's got their own car. Yeah. The gangsters got a car. Yeah. Then you got, but you got some gangster sets that are allies with sets that might not be with cool with other they that with the are rolling car niggas. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You got forties that's cool with full trades. You got thirties that's cool with full trades. You got, you know what I'm saying, A seven gangsters which are gangster moving but they don't get along with H's. So it's the Crip car is split up in a lot of sections. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now that had game that that trend ended up trickling down to the Damu car because a lot of their sections have intermediate things because LA is not red and blue color wise no more. It's enemy on enemy. It's like what's cracking who it's on with more or less. Not then the red and the blue part of the shit. Yeah. Because of niggas making money together, niggas doing music together, niggas you know having the same mentality. Because some of the the, the rider niggas. And the bosses can't kick it around the broke, thirsty niggas. What y'all gonna talk about? Right. So it be hoods within the hood. Right. The right. such and such and the such and such. That's why you get all these other kind of names that come out. Every hood got a gang, but them, and within them gangs, it's little cliques and little things Twisted that are certain that, niggas yeah. of the same mentality. So you can't say niggas can't never learn to think alike because if you're broke, you're thinking like the other broke niggas. If you're rich... You thinking like motherfucking rich niggas, and if you're in the middle, you trying to see how can I be a rich nigga <laughs> yeah, right. and stop being a broke nigga. Yeah, right. So all those are different mentalities of niggas that done subsided with each other, right? And shared hustles and shared money money schemes together. So you get different things going on. You know what I'm saying? Then now you got more educated niggas than not, but everybody ain't turning on a switch. But for the most part, we got the microwave gangsters. Yeah. So all that shit comes into play where the whole dynamic is different. It's like the quarterback is hybrid now. Yeah. That's how the streets are. The quarterbacks <laughs> are hybrid now. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Any one of these hoopers can play any one of the positions. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So let's get into something different because you actually are a music artist, but you started out kind of back in the day. And like with the tagging, you had to build your name. So how did you build your name when it came to uh, making music? I got blessed by a homie that had a record deal and he wanted me to come to the studio just to bring girls weed and liquor. <laughs> and I was my job just to make everybody laugh, bring the home. I was more popular than him, but he had the the deal. Call it the golden ticket. Yeah. Right, you know right. What I'm saying? So I was just on some cool nigga shit. And so one day he asked me to help on a hook. Okay. At that time I didn't know what the fuck that was, but I'm a music nigga, so I know it. You know, I, I like what I like. So yeah. I did the shit. His manager asked me to come back the next day. Next, you know, we made an EP or or whatever. It was getting shopped around. It was kind of like a clean ass version of caution okay you know what i'm saying because my first introduction even fuck with music caution was coming out cell skeet and dion was in the group and they just asked me to join to be a choreographer because i was a cool ass house dancing nigga right so i was supposed to be the choreographer nigga i didn't come to none of the shit and got booted out that shit real quick right so when it came for their deal certain members of the group wasn't in it no more then gonzo got inserted and then they became what they became but I don't hang my hat on no caution fame, but far as when that 
that group it was called Proceed with Caution at the okay, time. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know how they chopped the shit up. Right, right. But that's, that is a part of why I even gave a fuck about even fucking with some music shit. But Marlon B was the artist that put me on to help, and he ended up having a deal. And then after that, I developed a knack for the shit, and I just tried to keep it going. But I kept it going by way of getting my production, a lot of my creativity from Arizona. Okay. Because I knew that L.A. would not be already on my sound okay. I got all my production from another state right. but I'm coming back on that Kato shit with my AZ niggas so right. it's kind of like they west coast too fuck that let me wrong with these niggas right right now did you uh seek production from out of town because you was trying to look for a different sound because at, at this time it was a lot of what no because uh, no, i met my producer on the damn greyhound on my way to my cousin timo travis funeral okay so it was kind of like I listen to the atmosphere type of shit. It might sound crazy to some motherfuckers, but I met the music doctor on the damn Greyhound, and then it was like the Comrades Foxy Brown Mac-10 concert out there. And I snuck in that motherfucker, and I knew a lot of the niggas in the back because I went to Crenshaw, so I knew Shice and Deke, all the niggas with CJ Mac and them. Yeah. So they let me in. So the Arizona niggas was that... If you ever... They had I-Rock in them. They had this sound that was so funky. Right. They called themselves P-Funkazona at the time. So I was like, knowing what L.A. already had going to the table, I wanted to say, if I'm going to reintroduce myself as a solo artist, not fuck with Marlon B no more, right. I want my production to be totally different to where, like, even, cause you know, when your friends don't look at you as a rapper because you they homeboy. Yeah, yeah. It's you like, know what I'm saying? Yeah. At that time, everybody didn't rap, so either you was whack or not. Period. Right, yeah. So, you know, I kind of just had a different uh, marketing scheme I wanted to push, basically. Right. But, but you had some success, you and Marlon, right? Y'all like, oh, yeah, had yeah, a yeah. video, y'all charted. We got a little shit so, on yeah. the charts. Love. We got on the BRE charts, and then he broke up with the label, because he used to write for Coming of Age. Okay. And a group called G-Wiz, that was my conceptions group. So he had the experience and shit. I had the street niggas, the bitches, and the swag. So he wanted me to be the nigga to bring the bitches, bring the swag. I, I knew niggas from every hood. Everybody fucked with me. Yeah. And he knew that so yeah. it was like let's boom but he was my partner though so it wasn't like a you know real hard for me to do and I, and I just went to jail the day before the nigga hit me with the opportunity so <laughs> right your uncle I, bailed you out right yeah uncle mac had bailed me out so i shit what the fuck no i got in my life right now shit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just broke my mama heart hell yeah i want a record deal <laughs> so how far did you go with the music solo because you said you had charted so solo you up against something when it's just you solo solo was like cool but i was always a movement nigga so i started developing my phoenix niggas my niggas bombing them and you know what i'm saying we start doing our thing and we developed the kadia okay. creative and diverse intelligent young and hungry that's okay. what it stand for that was my way because when i dropped the song on rep your set i knew that if i dropped the rep your set joint c banging everywhere i go is oh that's the crip rapper right so i had to have something that was going to separate that element to be taken seriously as a as a regular artist right because at that time rappers it wasn't popular to bang your hood and your music right. at that time right because it was actually Easy something e people were trying to separate the whole time but you never heard them say it right, right. and i right. hear a lot of people say that you know what i'm saying so yeah. it was a different element because i'm older yeah. so i'm like okay okay i'm doing this shit but at the same time my hood you know they don't do that hollywood shit ain't that what you moving then i want to be taken as an artist right but at the same time i am who i am so it's like a tightrope i'm walking so i'm like okay kadia 
no C's or B's in it. Yeah. And it's all about uplifting. It's all about dealing with other niggas. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I had different, I had niggas from different hoods from Cadia, and your qualification from being from Cadia was you had to really be from your hood. Okay. Because you're not no good to us if you ain't got no say so and no soldier shit yeah. cracking in your hood. Yeah. So that makes the Cadia stronger. Right. So somebody could be somewhere like, oh yeah, you fuck with my nigga Kato, oh yeah, Cadia, my nigga. Yeah. And they could be a dumb move, they could be a groove, they could be a move, they could be a rolling nigga. Yeah. But in the name of Cadia and Kato and the movement, Everybody know that was a group of niggas with the same mentality that was about uplifting, getting it done. That's how I even start fucking with Nip. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I was on some movement shit and Robin Hood and you motherfucking certain niggas like niggas, you the same shit we doing. Woo, 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 woo. So it was like a blueprint type mentality that we was all trying to adopt with South Central because we know in South Central it's a tight rope dealing with other niggas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you got your homies that's on the front line with this shit that don't feel like. Looking at that shit. Who ain't got, with it? Then you got niggas on the bottom line shit that's screaming the loudest. Yeah. So you got it's 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 a very thin line and it's a lot of respect you gotta have for people and it's a lot of motherfucking more self respect you gotta have for yourself to know you believing in what your fucking big picture is. Right. I believed in my big picture. So I walked on the edge with it. I would be at clubs and it'd be like some niggas from Cody Austin and looking at each other like they know each other from the streets, but in the name of what they know we trying to do. They gave me that whole night of peace. They gave me that 48 hours to not be on there. That's a lot to ask for some real niggas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. they feel like, they always feel like your reputation on the line. And they believed what in saying? what our big picture was because West Coast was in the funk. Game hadn't came out yet. Yeah. So, wasn't nobody checking for none of our music. They were disrespecting Gorilla Black. You know what I'm saying? It's and Gorilla Black was tight, too, yeah, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah. that yeah, was Gorilla the Black I, was I tight, mentioned his man. name because he sold the most albums on version that year. We was in a, LA was hurting. Yeah. yeah. All we was holding on to was our Snoop shit. Yeah. You know I'm, I'm going to be honest, too. When it came with Gorilla Black, the Source magazine had a hand. And they, not they, making they, that they pop, bro. That nigga album was bang. Come on, bro. We, we had a record store. <laughs> we used to have a record store, right? So, like, yeah, we, we can attest store. to him selling a lot of units. But when the, that's back when it was only the Source, the Murder Dog, the Double XL, and uh, that's probably about it. Rat and the pages, Source, rat pages. Yeah. they were just about to dying out. Yeah. And it's, a, it's it's funny you name that because a lot of people gonna have their funny shit to say. But if you look at the, if you really was out here on these West Coast trenches, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was not fucking with each other and everybody's trying to find their way and certain niggas had caught deals but all their deals came from niggas from the south yeah, yeah. so when game dropped and sold a zillion million zillion now people fucking with us again yeah so that was a big part of the brief the, the money coming back over here yeah opposed to us having to get it other ways out of niggas yeah and and, and another thing too when people like at that time when the West Coast wasn't getting the shine is also because people was only looking for it to come from L.A. Like they had like totally forgot about the Bay. They forgot about Northern California and they just wanted something to come from L.A. That damn song, that motherfucker. But see, it was a time where everybody could wear khakis with us. Yeah. You know, you you got Laffy Taffy's and Juicy, all these all these type of joints. Yeah. But everybody looking like gangbangers. Right. Right. But when we sit up there. Now, they was mixtaping us to death. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So we needed we needed a motherfucking look, and we got a look. And then when we got, I don't want to get off the subject, but when we got, when Nip came in, it was like, okay, nigga, that's ours. Yeah, Boy, that's, that's, from, that's yeah. ours now, nigga. Yeah. We nah. didn't inherit that nigga. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, nah, I wanted you to talk about, like, balancing music 
the gang culture and lifestyle with actual fatherhood and now you're a grandfather. So how did you balance these things? Because you come from an era and a time where the shit was really serious. So my balance came from being blessed that a lot of a lot of people respect me and they understand my story. And even people that don't know me respect the story i think it's because of the transparency and how i'm not afraid to just throw it all out there what i am because i know it's a lot of niggas that got my same story they just don't have they don't, don't want to be on the front foot of their truth yeah i mean everything you looking at i don't got i'm not a grandfather for nothing i don't got six kids for nothing <laughs> i didn't survive three different shootings and and blood transfusions and new no lungs and shit like that for nothing right you know what i'm saying so i can't sit up there and cheat these blessings that i've been blessed to survive without giving the story up right i feel that's selfish right i don't know what everybody going through and now in this new era that that mental health is real yeah you know what i'm saying and it's a lot of things going on in everybody's life and that's a lot of that's a lot of reason that motivates me because i know i'm not perfect and i'm not going to be perfect and i'm not trying to be but best believe i know it's more people feel me than don't because we all hurting right from and something. i got a gang of angled hurt and then I got a gang of success and love because I can go, we can ride around and motherfucker. Oh, that's my nigga Kato. That's a blessing to me that I can show up at liquor stores and motherfucking gas stations because that's letting me know that the air, the air of the streets is fucking with me yeah. because I'm theirs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I show everything that y'all see because I feel like I want everybody else that's men to 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 wear their laurels. To hold on to that shit, rock that shit, rest on your laurels, nigga, rock, nigga, that's your shit, nigga, you, them your kids, them your motherfucking shows, them your songs, them your wookie woo. Right, be Share proud of that shit, shit cause yeah, shit. yeah, don't, yeah. Because it's every other, it's every reason in the world not to breathe, but it's, nobody want to sit there and face their reasons to live. Yeah. So I want to push that line, because... I felt like all them times I could have died and I didn't die. Ain't no sense of me being scared to death. Yeah. I might as well just start shooting that happy life shit, but on some solid shit, but don't get it twisted. Just because I tell jokes don't mean I am one. Right, right. <laughs> so, well, even speaking of telling jokes, you're actually a comedian. Yeah. I know yeah. how did you get into doing comedy? That was probably the, 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 the most natural thing, probably off the bagging. Yeah. You know, I used to be old Three's Company watching motherfucking Jack Trippin'. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Jack Trippin', the Flip Wilsons, the, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to shit on Bill. I used to listen to his tapes. I used to listen to um, all the Eddie shit. Martin, of course, but at the same time, Benny Hill. Don't yeah, forget my yeah, nigga yeah. Benny Hill. Dolomite. Come on, man. John, Dolomite. Yeah. So, I just like make it, I, I just felt like this. I'm I'm gonna keep it real. When I was fucking with the females and shit, my first got to getting that young nigga junior high, and you laughter was easier for me than trying to be some sexy motherfucker. <laughs> so I just chose to giggle ass up off the young, and then I yeah. got good at it. And you know, I, uh, probably could get more seasoned at it because you know I'm so raw. But fuck it, nigga, we all raw now in this motherfucking internet era. Right, so, right. You know, it really don't fucking matter, but. I just I'm like a bottle of awesome. I can clean the case with, so I can clean the rim. Yeah, Me a motherfucking bottle of awesome. You know what I'm saying? With a gang of shit, cause I I can do everything. I try. I used to even play that basketball uh, pretty good. I, I got the cold seven foot <laughs> jumper on your ass. Don't let me pull the seven footer out. Yeah, bullshit floater. <laughs> so do you with the comedy? Do you get on stage? Like I be hosting a lot of parties more than on stage. But I've been starting to, like, break out of it more because that shit ain't easy. Yeah. That's harder than rapping. Yeah. Because people come 
to a comedy person show not to laugh at them more than they come to laugh, laugh at them. Yeah, right. yeah. You notice that? Yeah, because yeah. they want to walk out and say that nigga can't was make whack. me yeah, laugh. Yeah. But with comedy, you get, yeah. That's, you know the funniest comedians don't really get no laughs. Yeah. They get that Paul Mooney shit there. <laughs> yeah, because it's the so shit you funny, gotta think about. It like, can't damn. Even laugh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So But to me the funniest comedians too, they don't they don't tell jokes though. They tell stories they tell. and they give you like uh something you can relate to more than why did the cat cross the road more you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. They give and, you but then you got a lot of niggas you know. that can just say funny shit and a lot yeah. of niggas that say shit in a funny way. Yeah. So that shit is in different uh like my nigga Meek says, levels to that shit. So I will, I don't want to jump in the comedy shit like I don't respect it. Yeah. You feel me? Because I know that's harder than... It's just like that, the, how they done switched up the battle rap now. Yeah. You know, that shit is like a skit and a play now. It's like a Tyler Perry play yeah, now. Yeah, it's feel? too much going yeah, on. Yeah, it ain't man. like the it old ain't, days. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I want to evolve with and respect the culture. But shit, please believe, you know, niggas. And they got something for a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next for you? We just going to try to get this... We, now, fuck saying try. Disclaimer, all kids never put try and can't yeah. in your vocabulary. Or hope. Or hope. Or, 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 if, hope or worry. If and fence to and bout to. Yeah, it's a bunch of words that me and my brother don't even use. Like, you can't even use that shit. Like, my, yeah. I want to yeah. allow my daughter to say it, my wife, none of that. You can't say that shit around me. Right now, man, we finna take smoke a lot to the next level and tap in. It's finna come to the next level, you know what I'm saying, far as with the guests, the dialogue, the content, the approach. You know what I'm saying? We've been on, you know, 28 episodes, six months. You know what I'm saying? And so we on the road right now. So me, Simone, and Yuck really just concentrating on taking this to the next level. But far as Kato, I'm tapping in. I got some surprises on the guests, but I'm also going to be leaking Spotify music. And I'm going to be showing at the, showing up at these local little comedy things. I'm really going to get my bottle of awesome on, basically. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to see some new recipes and, and, and hanging with the children. Because, yeah. you, know, you know, Mona Scott Love, give me that Jones Gang motherfucking reality show. <laughs> Don't do me like that. Now, you you mentioned Yuck, and of course, we done mentioned Yuck a couple yeah. times on here. Like, how did you and Yuck form a relationship? Because Yuck is from the Bay. Yeah, from the Bay, yeah. And when it comes to Yuck, before you even get into that, me and my brother, we underground rap historians, right? Okay. So it stretched from Northern California all the way down to Florida. We can yeah. probably tell you. Not no more, though. We got to, yeah, 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 because yeah. a new nigga, 30,000 people come out rapping every day. So, so yeah, yeah, it's my way to rap now. <laughs> yeah, like, so, like, yeah. But uh, we always say that when it, if Yuck was anybody else, they'd say, like, hands down, like, they'd give it to him. But for some reason, first of all, dog, Yuck and the Loonies been around and still got a song that they perform today. For the rest of their life. For the, like, on some rap shit. You know how hard that is? And niggas just don't want to give they it up to Their first album Yuck. aged so well. Because our, our first show, our very first show... It was us talking about albums and how they age and all these terms that people use. Play a hater. That's from them niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, the weed talk. That's from them niggas. So we got a lot of respect for Yuck, man. And it is. You are right. They they don't just want to run him his shit. They don't <laughs> want to run him his little shit. Probably because he still gasses so much. Cause he still and he still gas out of him and Spice One and out of the older niggas. That See Spice One, Spice One, still gas. Spice One becoming an angster and all big that. Bro, for real, man. Yeah. yeah, I got one with him. Where's my dough? Me and Michelob and gang of the homies. Yeah, bloodshot shit. But uh, I'm honored to fuck with him because I knew I'm, I, I met him on. Um, we had mutual street friends. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So that's why we don't have music together because our relationship was friendship with other niggas and then he seen something in me far as this motherfucking personality shit that we could work in this level but we didn't we don't have a rapper relationship yeah. we got like a 
a brother shit. That's my right. big bro. That's my little bro type of shit. But we all know mutual niggas in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like from my BMF niggas, from the regime niggas. You know what I'm saying? I used to go to school with niggas that he fuck with. And you know what I'm saying? So it was just like he looked over. You know how like a motherfucker look over the, what's up? I'm, I'm the nigga on the third row. Yeah. He, he, rocked with, he rocked with his nigga. You know what I'm saying? Because I met him through mutual niggas. So it was always just drinking and smoking. What's up, my nigga? It wasn't like, oh, this the homie supposed to drop a 16. And, yeah. So it wasn't no uh, Hollywood industry relationship how I got to dealing with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when we did the Be Real shit, you know, we was on that motherfucker kicking ass. You know what I'm saying? And we got motherfucking more seasoned with our motherfucking connection. And uh, shit, he allowed me to motherfucking grow. Yeah. A lot of niggas fuck with me. A lot of rappers hang out with me, hit me up, want me to walk them around the city, walk them around the town, hang with me, fuck with me for street cred, or maybe for just to hear some jokes, maybe just to, whatever the fuck the maybe is, when it was when it was time to keep it real when ain't nobody else looking, <laughs> a lot of niggas <coughs> didn't Don't answer the call to right. nothing that would help Kato. Right. My nigga... Bay Angeles nigga. That's why I always say Bay Angeles. Shouts out to my nigga Clean. Bay a, a Bay nigga helped the South Central motherfucking nigga get in and stay in, which everybody used to have this motherfucking aura like L.A. and the Bay don't rock. Yeah. Right. Well, on this podcast game, you already know this is the new California gold rush. Yeah. With this industry shit. Yeah. That's why you got big rappers want podcasts. Right. right. It's the you know, everything. It's the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for him to involve me in that part. Of the new changing of the um, the changing of the guard with entertainment. Yeah, that's bigger than what a lot of motherfuckers' eyes can see. Yeah, because he helped me get a, my voice out there that he knew was worth hearing. Yeah, and I, I appreciate y'all even recognizing me to have me on y'all show. Yeah, you yeah. know, always, bro. I mean, we fuck like I said, we fuck with it. Like, f first of all, we fuck with everything on the network, but we fucked with Smoke a lot when it wasn't on the network. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? And to be a hundred percent honest with you you can ask this man when i seen y'all was looking for a home i was I on yuck live and i called my brother like yo smoke a lot radio said they looking for a home call still tell him you feel what i'm that, saying that's, that's what it what's is. up <laughs> you feel, that's just that's what it is we because we all of you we really live by what's on that shirt you feel what i'm saying i want for oh, my yeah, brother i, what I, want, I, for I myself. want for my brother what i want for myself yeah. we, because that's just what it is like i said we fuck with yuck and then we fuck with smoke a lot radio so when we, that was like the opportunity of a lifetime we felt for the team you know what i mean and it's it's proven true now talk about tapping in with kato because you actually got your own that you've been doing and you talk to like different guests you bring yeah. a different side of yeah i want I wanted uh, to show California my range because, like I said, we was talking about the Dr. Calhoun earlier. So I wanted to uh, break down my guests. So I, that's why I hit with the mayor, Major Williams, Eastwood, somebody yeah. that's very unsung. And, yeah, yeah, that you know Eastwood saying? episode. Not to cut you off, but that Eastwood episode. Eastwood, another nigga, man, just don't get his just due. Been they, they around. He, give it to yeah, him for he, some he been reason. around. Like, he deserved you know that saying? shit. Yeah. So, I liked that record he played, too, at the end. Yeah, yeah, he, had, yeah he had some shit, but uh, I don't want to tell all his secrets, but he wrote over there rocking with TDE right now, and they over there got yeah. some shit brewing up. But uh, that was my friend, you know what I'm saying? Razzcast, J James Savage, niggas is my friends that's giving me an alley-oop with the shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because... I wanted to make sure I want I had the five fat five Freddy vibe, but I wanted to show my Stephen A. Smith side if I got to, a little Shannon right. Sharp if I got to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my thing is this. A lot of South niggas ain't gonna catch that fat five Freddy vibe. Come on, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just my thought thing about is that this, like, South Central, yeah. 
we never been really blessed other than Big Boy with somebody on the airwaves that's ours. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I felt like that's a lane that anybody can't get in anyway if they yeah. wanted to. And what when it comes to stuff like that, okay, I'm not a fan of syndicated radio. And yeah. that's why, because I want to hear news that directly affect my community. So if I'm driving to work yeah. and they talking about yeah. people in this community need help, like we can go right over there. When the radio syndicated, all we're hearing is the traffic. And I and don't want to just saying. hear the yeah. traffic. It's like, you it's, know like what I'm saying? it's like the voice part of it. And I felt like I'm, maybe that might be inspired for me coming from a school like Martin Luther King Elementary where you know that's the man of peace and that's the man who talked and when we used to have the plays I used to have to play him yeah. I used to have to do the I Have a Dream speech I used to know it by heart yeah. but you do yeah. know that I Have a Dream speech he first did that in Detroit before he did that in Washington yeah, okay. yeah he did so that in Detroit they do first. the anniversary is the anniversary is actually in Detroit first because he did it in the church in Detroit and then that was like the okay it worked here well, let's take, take it, it to, to the big stage yeah. it's like I, I won't tap in to have elements of just some normality, some fun, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one that's gonna find a cusp to bridge it all. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I did K Shine Battle yeah, Rap. Yeah. So I'm trying to I'm trying to bring it all together. Like so, a lot of people in the beginning wasn't understanding. Like, well, is this smoke a lot? But then whoop de whoop because you know I got because people think you can only do one thing. So they like, yeah. oh, that's Kato from Smoke a Lot. So yeah. for, to them, everything you do is gonna be affiliated with Smoke a Lot. Exactly. And you like, yeah. Smoke a Lot yeah. is just one small entity in yeah. my life. Because yeah. like even with now, like I just wrote a, a urban fantasy novel. You know what I'm I saying? Heard that. Yeah. And that's just one part of who I am. Before I ever, I actually was that first because I wrote the story in fourth grade, and uh, the teacher was like, "Yo, this is way too much." But that shit had always been in my head. But then I became a rapper. Then I became this. Then I became that. Yes. And I'm just doubling it's back. It's like telling yeah. you you only can wear the same shirt every day. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The same hat. I'm a man of many acts. Man of many hats. That's yeah. just what it is. I'm a. I'm not gonna deny the intelligent side of me just because I'm street and I'm hood. And I'm with the I'm with the bullshit, right? Because I still am an intelligent person. I like reading. I like cultural shit. But I fuck around, bust you in your mouth. You disrespect right. me. That's human being shit. But don't sit up there and dwell so much on that. Right. You're a perfect example. Say when you look at the Wack 100 interviews, and he say, "Well, we the reason he had the tours. We the reason he had the wooty woo." But then you go on the interviews and you put so much into saying the other type of shit when you can hang your hat. On something positive you did for him. Right. If that's the case. Right. So I'd rather hang my hat. I mentioned that because I want to give a certain example that's of the right now right. to let you know some mentality thing. I want to intricate the positive sides about me. Okay, y'all can go look at this and look at that. What you want? Pull up my Paris record? You want to ask the Hatchapi what I was doing <laughs> in the <laughs> yeah. right. Or you want to know about some positive shit that's coming from somebody that looks just like you? Right. Right, because so, okay. this can have a bigger impact. Because I can say, "Hey, he did positive. I can too." And that's yeah. really what it be because because that's pe- not documented. Right, like the negative is right. That's what I was saying. <laughs> People only got big homies because they see something that they did that they would want to do. Right. I, I don't. We don't. We don't say we got big homies because we look out of hour to everybody. But I still be inspired by people. You know exactly. what I'm saying? To be like, wait a minute, dog. Let's we can we can make that happen. And, you and feel it, what I mean? And, and we and we speak everything into existence. Everything. Has ever happened for us, good and bad, we spoke it into existence. But all while we was doing what we would consider bad and playing that negative role in the neighborhood, we also knew like one day we go, we got to, we're going to have to double back and make it 10 times better for somebody to understand. That's why I say I ain't got to worry about nobody saying I'm playing a role because I'm not out here playing. Right, right, right. So that's an element I'm not even tripping off of. So 
yeah, I'm playing a role because you need to see this. You need to see this. Yeah, you need to see it. Somebody that it happened to. Right. I know what it's like to get a bunch of blood transfusion, IVs, knife stuck out the top of your chest, going back in there for surgery, getting the motherfucking producer to hurry up and get me to the studio because I done got shot and my shattered bone is, my collarbone is shattered, out my lung, all that shit. And I got to keep drinking tequila because I'm knowing I've been shot another two times so and they said the first the second time when i got shot up in beverly hills at the club well if he had all that alcohol in him then you know he probably wouldn't have made it right right so i get shot the third time i'm damn near medical staffing myself right and i grabbed a motherfucking leader roll up slosser make a left on the bread make a left on centinella yeah. oh centinella ain't got no trauma center oh they gotta get him to i had to quarterback it because i hopped in a nigga car that wasn't from los angeles right Icon, the goddamn music producer. Shouts yeah. out to Icon, you saved my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I don't get a pleasure. I would love to have a Bentley story for you, a Rolex story for you. No, I got a story of survival and awareness and then learning from my ass kickings that life gave me. Right. Motherfucker. Right. I learned. So therefore, I'm going to give you this side because you can go get the the jail records and the whoopty whoops and the and the bullshit you need to see the positive shit that made right. me keep wanting to press on yeah that's the reason i ain't gave up because all that happened right. and the day before my last one the day before i got shot up i just shared it on my facebook i just got through talking to a classroom of at-risk children yeah to this day one of those children still hit me up on instagram didn't even know that was my homeboy lonnie daughter and she rapping and hosting parties off of that speech i gave her in that thing and the next day, I got shot the hell up, lost my lung, still smoking weed. Right. Sometimes I go to sleep, I sound like popcorn popping in my motherfucking chest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I go through it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm an able-bodied person that has to deliver this message. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, my story is my glory, and that's just how that's going to go. Right. And that message will change someone's outlook or steer somebody in a direction that they didn't know that it was even possible. She right. probably didn't even know it was possible for her to rap. And then, like, you came. And she just probably thought, like, oh, we had a rapper <coughs> to talk to us today. That's what I want to do. And it's like, no, I, it's necessary that yeah. I do this because I'm a survivor. And you know then it's, it's so important that people share their stories because people who knew you from when you was a tagger just think of tagger, Kato. Mm. They, like, for the rest of his life, he just tagged. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't doing... And you notice, yeah. when I get in these interviews, I don't give you a gang of the Crip stories and the right, prison right. and the whoopty woops. Yeah. Because, like I said, that's the side of me that yeah, that's that, that's a get. footnote. That's you can a footnote. go get from other niggas that's Crips and Bloods will sub with me on that part. Yeah, we gonna give you the human being part because we got other talented brothers out here that's hiding behind being from sets and don't want to show that they can draw, they can write books, they can do this and that because they think this is what's gonna get it. Right? No, show your transparency in what you really are. And that's going to inspire other people to be the new this and that. Be the yeah. first you, not the next motherfucker. Right, right, right. 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 And being from the set don't don't necessarily mean that you ain't smart. That, that Like, people told people that gangbangers are dumb. Yeah. So people play, well, not people, white motherfuckers told people that if you gangbang, you dumb. Because, like, me and my brother used to get into a lot of trouble. And my cousin used to be like, bro, y'all the smartest, dumbest niggas I know. Mm -hmm. No, bro, we just make go decisions. If it's go time, if we go. If you can set up a bank robbery and you can set up a... A heist, yeah, yeah. If you it's go time, let's go. Yeah. A business plan, but we wasn't given that direction, right? right. Because you know the, the fathers got took out the home, so a lot Purposely. of them running with their mama ways. Yeah. Right. That's not the. That's not a knock on women. That's a knock on men 
having women type of tendencies with their decision making. Right. Right. And that was purposely. Right. Yeah, That's purposely. Yes. So and people think like these are really conspiracies and they mm-hmm. not because when, like, okay, this is true. This is true. How do we know this truth? Because you hear a freeway Rick story. Right. And then you hear about like. Like, how can you think how somebody get to kingpin status and not have involvement from the federal government? It's not going to happen. It's this you're this person is a kingpin, whoever, because it's 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 a a fifty big meeches. Right. He just was flamboyant with it because that's the Michigan. That's the Detroit in them. Right. But it's like, what do you mean? Like, this has to come from overseas. This has to come through the pipeline. This is that's what it is. And the big reason I use that example is because. The government is not going to give a hard-working person, woman with a job, no help. No. But if you're willing to sit on your ass and not have a man around you, we're going to give you Section 8. We're going to give you stamps. stamps. We're going to give you uh, uh, the crystal stair shit. We're going to do everything. But if we get one sniff of a man in your life, we ain't got your back. Right. You can't, so you can't therefore, do none of that. When I say that statement, a lot of niggas got their mama ways. That's not disrespecting the black woman. That's saying... The tendencies of a man and alpha male and and provider and protector are not in the essence. So they don't even know how to be that. It's all survivor in the house. That's the only aura going down in the house. That's not the mama fault or the man fault. The um, the kid fault is it's, it's a systematic thing that's bred deeper in the financial part, the social part. You know what I'm saying? So I can get deep. That's why I say I get I get a little Stephen A. Smith on him. But you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but we, we we like that though. Like them yeah. the kind of conversations we enjoy because when you look at it and you look at the scope of uh, when you look at the scope of the black man, we 37. You know what I mean? Okay. So I can look back and say, okay, I seen like the decline, right? I see I seen the decline. Till it's like only one nigga got his father, not a stepfather or whatever, but like, damn, that's the only person with their father in the house. Right. But all these people got fathers because we ain't women ain't asexual. And yeah. then everybody yeah. daddy been to jail and then everybody uncle been to jail and, and everything. And it's like this is purposely done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I'm in the house, I can't raise a neighborhood, even if I'm the coach. I could do what I can, but I got to make sure when I go to the crib, my son's straight mm-hmm. and he get these principles. But I could coach a team and try to put these same principles. But then when they go home, they don't even have a man to reinforce these principles and reinforce these morals and all of that. So it'd it be crucial like that. And hopefully, like, fatherhood become a thing where people want to do I think, it. I think it's now coming back, fatherhood though. is yeah, in style. A, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because a lot of these ones that was raised like what I just said. They don't want they don't want to repeat that. You got more deadbeat mothers down, but we don't want to sit there and concentrate on whoever's deadbeat. It's just it's an operation give a fuck need to go down right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Remember I left that post on my page when I was saying about the trafficking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the factors gotta help out. Yeah. It's just an outlook that need to be looked at by the so called gangsters, the protectors. Are we really protecting? And just a regular guy. If you out, well, and we talk about human trafficking, right? Because it's going on nationwide. Nationwide. Right? So if you out. Especially where we at, because we right by the border. We right we by the border. We right by the Canadian Canada. border. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? So if I'm out. And that damn company that had to, 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 to get, crack them with the parts. The, some oh, yeah, the D, some, yeah, some with doctor. the body parts. Yeah, 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 yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> we laugh, but they got to laugh. Yeah, that's right real. Laugh. Yeah. yeah. So I always tell my wife and my daughters, if we out and we see something, y'all just go to the car. I'm going to intervene. 
You feel what I'm saying? It, it, that's just what it is. Because if somebody about to snatch y'all, I will want, want somebody, somebody to intervene. intervene. It's that simple. You know and you ain't about saying? to go to jail for killing no human trafficker. Ain't no jury in the world go convict you of that. They just not, man. They just not. If you got to murder somebody for stopping some kidnapping and all that, nobody's going to be mad at that. Nobody's, nobody's going to be mad at be that. Mad that's at what's that, real man. about that shit. So people do got to step in and help out. But people also got to realize that some people driving them vans because they do construction work. Some, some people you know got the, the church van and, yeah, and so, the Some of these so ladies got to understand. That. Some man is trying to talk to you because he might find you and attractive. They, Everybody ain't trying to snatch you. And you they better understand because that white band been put on blast so much they not in them no more. Right, right. They, 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 in, regular, <laughs> they in regular cars. Right. They, they in not in them cars. no more. Yeah. They probably in lack trucks now. Yeah. We don't know. We ain't going to mess nobody's cars up. <laughs> but they in something different. But they ain't doing it like that. And like I say, I'm not going to never stray from saying what's on my mind because I feel like all the shit I survived is on my mind, and so my mind's got to be said. Right. I'm find a tasteful way to say it, but at the same time, we all need to be aware of everything that's going on around us, ins and outs, ups and downs, lefts and rights, period. Right, right. So, look, man, we appreciate your time. Yeah. We all, Like I said, we always tuned in, man. We love to see the growth. We love to see that you're doing your uh, tapping in. We want to see where that go. And, man, just continue to inspire. And if you got any, like, tell the people how they can get in contact with you. Uh, Instagram is uh, K-T-O-E-F-O-R-N-I-A, California. Facebook, I can't have no more friends on there. I don't know if you can subscribe. I'm Cousin Duracell on there. Had to have a whole nother little fresh name because he's from high school. You know, I'm LaVita Cousin Duracell on, on Facebook. And, you know, Twitter, it's uh, Cato for you. Now, are you active on the tweets? Are you I active? just started getting on it because I had a other one. My old one was I Am Cali Cato, but now I'm tapping in with Cato Page is the one I'm on. I had to start a new one. Because the other one just, you know, I, I, I guess I ain't like Donald Trump on him. I ain't just active like that. But I guess I'm going to have to get to it because it be cracking on there. So once oh, I start fucking at. with that's it. that's where it's at. That's where it's at. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to get some Twitter tips from you off the air. But uh, y'all look out for tapping in. You know, Spotify, K-T-O-E-F-O-R-N-I-A. Stream some joints I got on there. I got a lot of mini movies for my boy Romeo Holloway. I got uh, The Shack. That's a mini movie. Uh, uh, Watts Homie Quan is in that one. And The Lord James. And. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of... Oh, little, so you acting in it? Yeah, I'm acting in about... One is called Meet Me in Lamert, The Shack, and uh, them the funniest ones. Is, is Lamert a park? Yeah, Lamert Park. Is that where they... Um, Meet uh, Me in Lamert, yeah. Look, though, um, uh, the Fresh Prince with Carlton had went to the park. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I went to Junior High right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. You remember Carlton had went yeah, to the park and yeah. had to get his G out on the Fresh Prince? I knew that sounded familiar, man. Yeah, man. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to set up a basketball game right now. You know, Smoke A Lot Radio versus Smoke Yours crew. You know what I'm saying? A little uh, cannabis basketball game type of thing. You know what okay. I'm saying? So... I'm just trying to. I'm so the, the niggas playing gonna be high. Yeah, yeah. Halftime, you got. See, uh, that's the thing. Everybody on the team got to be an active pothead yeah. person from the crew. You can't get your cousin that played overseas. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, that bullshit. Yeah. Not spit. Not not to cut you off. Okay, so we speaking of pot. You know what I'm saying? So we hit the dispensary today, and I'm trying to find some marathon OG. Or I'm trying to find some shit that look like a rainbow, man, so I can take this shit back home and smoke with my folks, man. Mm. Like, you, <laughs> no, it was yuck, though. Yuck shit. The culado. Yeah, 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 yeah but, See, I, but I, that, it wasn't in there. Yeah, I, I was searching. I couldn't no, find yeah, that shit nowhere. Shit, we, gotta, we gotta get the Gasco homies. We're gonna talk. We're gonna, we're gonna hit the Gasco homies up. And, okay, uh, yeah. We gotta get you right. You know what I'm saying? You gotta go back with something. But, uh, but y'all gonna out here for the fight or something, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so we gotta make something happen. 
these people listening better wake up, man. You know what I'm saying? Detroit trying to get in line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, uh, we Inkster. We from Inkster. We, we, we from Inkster. You can't spell Detroit so without, without the I. I. Easter Michigan yeah. is in the building like the bottom says bathroom. Yeah. Oh my mama! <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, we just um, we just tapping in on these shows, man, and getting it right. And uh, like I say, Mona Scott hit me up for the reality show Jones Gang. I got the whole, I got the man, kids we ready. Me, Mona Scott, bro, we can sit down, me, my brother, steal you. And we can shoot that shit, and we can put that shit out, and everybody will come. You limiting yourself naming a name, bro. Okay, you we should it? edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, keep it in. We want to show them that it worked. We want to show them that it worked. But yeah, though, Jones Gang, man, I'm telling you, man, I'm to take it to the next level because I feel like if I get a reality show with my kids, yeah. I, that's gonna show other brothers love that kids, got man. multiple kids. <laughs> yeah. A lot of brothers out here got other baby mamas and other kids. Let's stop playing games. Come on. And a lot of y'all don't know how to handle all of them. You watch my show, I'm going to show you how to do it. If you got multiples and different baby mamas and different little activities, you watch the Jones Gang. I do that shit, man. Now, how was the oldest? My how man is, is out oldest? there, a director, bro. My oldest is 19. Yeah. So I'm a granddaddy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I got five little munchkins. Oh, you got five little kids. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they all the same age. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. You seem to look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who see my ass? Yeah, you know what that's what I'm crazy, <laughs> My bro. shit. That's then, you crazy. know what I'm saying? So, you know, and then when I went to college. You're going through it, bro. I, I, I did two years of child development in college. Yeah. So I got a whole method to my madness of how I deal with children. Like, I fuck with them. I, get, I tell them to do some new shit called play. Yeah. I mean, go outside, touch each other, run, yeah. and then touch the other person. Yeah, because they never heard of that. You with can all the hide digital. from if you want to, <laughs> yeah. and then you know what? I'm gonna give this shit called a ball. Yeah, and you know what? Throw it to that motherfucker. And watch her throw it back. You guys are having so much fun. Right, right. Outside. So, yeah, breathe the fresh it's air. It's shit called you know? outside. Yeah. It's just the show ain't going to be in the uh, hood setting. Yeah. So, you know, they can really play out there. No, That's but I'm right introduce you to dude out here, though. He uh, he do some director work and all of that, too. You know what I'm shit, saying? Well, let's, so, get it, let's get it but going, that's what man. We do. That's Shameless a, plug. That's what we do at the Connected Experience, that's, though. That's what we connect everybody. Yeah, that's hey, exactly AJ, if they want to get at right you, how would they get at you, bro? On Instagram and Twitter at TCEPod, at TCEPod. What if they wanted to tell us how good the show was they can hit us at uh what is that pr at tcohh.org pr at tcohh.org but if they want to get at me because they want to book us because i am a award-winning best-selling author once the book drop that's what it's gonna be and everybody uh so i'm an award-winning best-selling author and i'm taking three bookings every week yeah you know what i'm saying and we 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 ain't turning nothing down you could get us there you could book us we go talk to the kids we go talk to the adults we go do whatever you need us to do but that's what's going on for the whole 2020 so that's when we go hit them with the live podcast because we already gonna be on the road once we did once we in your city it's gonna be cheaper to get us to do stuff because that's how booking (laughs) works so Everybody, y'all want to book us. Y'all want to book me as an author. Y'all want to book me and my brother. Y'all just get at us, bro. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. I want for my brother what, what I, I want, want for myself. myself. Off top.